Ksuvos Perk Base Mishnah Aleph 2-1. In our Mishnah, we're going to have the husband and wife fighting again. She's claiming she deserves a Ksuva of 200. He says only 100. And we'll have to discuss why in the previous Mishnahis, the previous Perk, we had cases where she claimed she was owed something we believed her, Lahalacha. But um, in this case, we're actually not going to believe her without some kind of proof. So we have to discuss what the difference is, which of course will teach us a little bit about how the whole process of jurisprudence in the Torah works. So here, the Mishnah says, Ha'ishishnez armala oshnez garsha. You have a woman who now is due her ksuba payment because either she was nis armala, she became a widow, oshnez garsha, or she was divorced. In both cases, in either case, she would be paid her full ksuba. But in our particular Mishnah here, this woman doesn't have a ksuba. So therefore, they're fighting over how much her ksuba payment should be. She's saying it should be a full 200, which would mean that this was her first marriage. And he's claiming, no, it should be just 100, meaning he's going to claim this was her second marriage. Now, normally a person, a woman, would have a ksuba in hand, and therefore the ksuba would dictate the facts. But this woman doesn't have a ksuba in hand, either because she lost it, which is possible, or she lived in a locale where they simply didn't write ksubos, which is also possible. Um, the Gemara says there were such times and places, since anyways, the basic rights that are conferred to the wife through the ksuba are called Tanai Bezdin. The Bezdin enforced them and she can't waive them. So there's sort of no need, arguably, for having ksuba in the first place because every woman gets protections under the law, sort of de facto protections. In any case, this woman doesn't have a ksuba. So they're fighting over this, the historical facts. Was this her first marriage or second marriage? Hiomeris Besula Nisasani. She says, I was a Besula when I got married. I mean, this was my first marriage and therefore I'm due 200 zuz. Vahu omer loki. He says, no, that's not so. Ela almana nesasich. When you married, you were an almana. This was your second marriage. Almana, of course, means widow, but it would be the same if she were a divorcee. And therefore, you're only due 100 zos. Now, as I mentioned before, the expression loki, which means not so, um, in the previous parak, I said it was not necessarily so, because in those cases, they were arguing over... Um, what had happened in the past, how she had lost her basulim, and she was claiming the facts as a tainus bari, with certainty. She was claiming she knew the facts 100%. And he was saying, not necessarily, he wasn't convinced. So his was a tainus shema, a maybe claim. Maybe, but not not certain. Usually low-key is indeed a bari claim, a certainty, a claim of certainty, and that's what's happening over here. So when he says low-key, it's not true, not so. What he means is he's saying 100% certain I am that you were on your second marriage when we married, and therefore I'm certain you're going to do 100. So now we have a case of a bari against a bari. Her claim is certain. I'm certain I'm owing 200. And his claim is a bari. He's certain he owes only 100. In contrast, the previous Mishnahis were a bari. She says but certainly he's only a shema. And that's going to be the, essentially the crux of the point while the halacha is different than this Mishnah from the previous. So, the din will be, since the overriding principle of extracting money in the case of civil litigation is haraya, the burden of proof is on the one who's trying to extract money, otherwise the money stays so it stays put in its status quo. So here, the money's in his pocket, she's trying to extract it from him, and therefore she'll need some kind of proof, araya, in order to extract that money. Now make sure everything is clear. On the first 100 zuz, Everyone is in agreement, both he and she, that it's due to her. So therefore, that first hundred is coming to her, and that's not a question. What they're arguing over is the second hundred. So she's saying, you owe me a second hundred. He's saying no. If she can't bring a proof 
that he owes her the second hundred, so then he'll only have to pay her one hundred. The second one stays in his pocket. And if she can bring a proof, then she'll be able to get the second hundred as well. So, what kind of proof could she bring that she was a virgin at the time of their first marriage? So the Mishnah says, Im yesh edim, If she could bring witnesses that, for example, she yatsasa behinuma, that she went out on the day of her wedding with the hinuma. Couple of shots in the Gemara. What hinuma is? Either it means some kind of like kind of mobile canopy that went over her head, uh, made out of out of myrtle, or it means that she was went, went with a veil. But the truth is, it makes no difference at all. The point is, the witnesses are saying that they remember the wedding, and the wedding was conducted according to the customs of a bride who was participating in her first marriage, her first wedding, and therefore that would be a proof. The evidence, such as anyways, that she was indeed a basula. This was her first wedding, and similarly, varosha parua. If the witnesses could, this is although the vav coordinating conjunction sometimes means and, sometimes it means or. In this case, it means or, meaning or. If the witnesses would testify that when she went out on her wedding day, she to her chuppah, she was rosha parua. Her hair was kind of loose on her shoulders. Again, the technicalities don't make a darn difference. The point is that her the way she was dressed, the way she wore her hair, clearly indicated to the public eye that she was a basul, this was her first marriage. So then, that would be proof, the raya that she's looking for, and therefore, ksubasa masayim, she'll be able to collect the full 200 zuz for her ksuba. Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka, Omer, Rabbi Yochanan Broka, however, says that, he's not even, however, he, he says, in addition, af chilokleos raya, he says, similarly, a proof that would allow her to collect the second two hundred, the second two hundred zuz, is if the witnesses would testify that they distributed klaus, like kind of roasted wheat kernels and stuff like that. Again, he's not arguing really. He's just saying in his time and place in Rabbi Yochanan and Broca's town, the custom was when it came to first weddings, they would distribute these little klaus to roasted wheat kernels and so. And therefore, again, that would be just a proof that an argument, an evidence that uh, she was a first time bride, and therefore she deserved it to 200. But again, the point, they're not arguing any time witnesses could testify that it was done under the customs of a first-time wedding. Um, kind of like maybe what you would think in nowadays, more analogous to she was wearing a white wedding dress or something. But anyways, our customs aren't quite the same as theirs in any way. Uh, but if she can bring some kind of rye like that, she'll be able to collect 200, and if not, um, only 100. And again, the essential difference between this mission and the previous mission where we didn't believe her is when she, ha- she has a Vadai claim, a Bari claim against a Shema claim, his maybe claim. So she's certain he's not certain. So then she had this Chazaka presumption of being a Basula all along. She collected 200 in the previous Mishnayas. But a Chazaka um, will not help anything against a Bari claim. So if he's certain, the fact she has a Chazaka, that she was, you know, once upon a time she was a Basula, of course, that doesn't help anything. Because he's saying, well, I know for certain she wasn't at the time of our marriage. So a Chazaka alone won't help anymore. Um, because of this, his claim being a Bari claim, and therefore she needs to bring some kind of Raya, a proof.